Welcome everybody to the Competition Archery Media Podcast, where we explore all things pertaining to competition archery. I'm your host, PJ Riley, and joining me today is a special guest. It is the reigning 2019 U.S. Open and Outdoor National Champion, Louis Price. Louis, thanks for being here today. Well, thank you for letting me be on. <laughs> so, Louis, I'm, t- I'm referencing your uh, title last year as Outdoor National Champion, but I'm guessing right now you're probably preparing for NFAA? Yes, yep, yep. Um, after Vegas, I've been now preparing for that. I did the USA Indoor Nationals, but I just missed the top eight by a couple points. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Just missed it. Um, so, well, let's talk about that first. What did you end up shooting? And actually, I think you shot it at the Lancaster Archery Academy, if I remember. Yep, yep. I uh, I ended up shooting 12 down the first day. It was a rough day. I was missing very small, you know, misses. And then the uh, second day, I ended up shooting um, three down. So it was oh, a good gotcha. second day, um, just not the first day. Gotcha. Now, for you guys, so you're coming off Vegas where you shot a 900. First of all, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, and there, you know, you're shooting the Vegas face with the big 10 ring. You can shoot 27 diameters. Now you come into the USA Archery Indoor Nationals. You got the baby 10, 23 max diameter. How different is that for someone at your level? Um, it's definitely different. Uh, sometimes with that x being smaller you aim a little harder and sometimes it's actually a little easier because you know you have to be really on top of your game even more um so it can be a way you know that way a little bit easier uh, just because your mind is always hopefully more focused than the big 10 because there's less room for error but um you know vertical face is definitely different um you shoot lower than you know consistently you know on that bottom target depending on how you shoot the target i shoot top down um but you're pretty low on that target but it's uh it's a little different not too bad though so big difference in feel from uh the top on the vertical face versus the bottom yeah yeah that it's uh definitely big difference compared to you know the triangle three spot where it's not you know it's probably one dot length difference and now you got two dot length difference yeah and now transitioning into nfa indoor nationals which were two weeks out from that um is that usa archery format good preparation for that or do you still need to spend some time on that five spot i i like to spend some time on the five spot because it's you know it's two more arrows so that does uh wear you down a little bit because you shoot Let's say, you know, we're shooting 60 arrows a day, but we're doing it in 12 ends instead of um, 20 ends. So um, there's a little bit more endurance I like to build up for that, you know, with the five shots in a row. And that also gets you ready for outdoor because, you know, the the USAT stuff, you shoot six arrows at a time. So, um, but I like to spend time on the five spot, make sure everything's dialed in um, for, you know, because sometimes you aim a little uh, relaxed on that target because it's bigger um, yes. different colors also mess you know mess with our minds a little bit too so but it's nice it's it's good to get practicing for that have you made the shoot down at nfa indoor nationals before i have not i'm hoping to do it this year gotcha and this year i believe was your first 900 in vegas 
Yep, yep. Now, <laughs> we had, uh, I guess, our camera guy caught you at, you know, as soon as you finished shooting your 900 at Vegas, it was our most watched video from that day. Obviously, there were a lot of emotions. <laughs> tell me yeah. what you were, tell me where that came from. Uh, it just, because it seemed like you were good at the beginning, and then it just, you opened up when you started talking about your family. Yeah, um, I really, I don't know where it all came from, <laughs> you know, because that moment's a little crazy, um, it's the first time it's happened to me, so, you know, everything just let loose at once, but, you know, my, some of my family usually travels with me, my dad especially, yes. but he got sick um, a couple of days before and couldn't make the trip, so, you know, him not being there, and then also my fiance. you know, it was, I wish they could be there, and I know, you know, she's in school still, so um, she's going through grad school, so she can't miss a bunch of time, so I understand, but um, just not being able to have them there, you know, triggered some more emotion, but it was all happy emotion, it wasn't anything, right. you know, crazy, so, yes. but it, yeah, it was, it was good. What, now, I've always asked this question. I like to hear, at what point are you start feeling, starting to feel nervous on that last day in Vegas? Um, I can't really. I mean, the first day, nervous, obviously, because you know, I want to get that first one, our first 300 out of the way. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, shoot a decent X count. Um, I, I like to not worry so much about the X count, but... I do, if I'm hitting good X's, that means I have a little bit more room for error if I am getting nervous towards the end of each day. Yeah. Um, but that last day, I was I was nervous um, when I woke up, honestly. I was, you know, I've been in this position before where I had, you know, 600 between the first two days and dropped it on my, I think, second or third to last end. Um, no so kidding. I didn't want to do that again. Uh, and then the year before that, I dropped it literally on, on the first day, my first scoring arrow. So, you know, you know, I've had it both ways. So I wanted it, you know, to end in a good way this time. So I was nervous. I actually, you know, um, called my grandmother. So she helped me pray a little bit, get through some nerves, which helped. But, nice. um, but yeah, so it, I was nervous as soon as I woke up. And then after after I started, honestly, just I just you know kept focus on the task and just kept pushing through. Try not to think about too much. Try to talk, to, you know, some of the guys, you know, to loosen myself up and hopefully loosen them up. You know, keep our minds off of it. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's I was nervous as soon as I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting down to the last three arrows. Are you feeling yeah. extra pressure then, or is it just like all right? I've done it this far. I just got to get these last three. But at that point, you know, I, the last three arrows, I think in my head and it's like, just go do what you've been doing the last, you know, nine ends. It's really, it comes down to just trusting how much time you've put into it. Um, and you know, you have that muscle memory. So just trust yourself. And that's what I did. And I just, I know I, I shot them and boom, boom. They were actually really three good X's. So I've, couldn't ask for anything better nice. um and it, and it felt really really good how many years had you have you been shooting vegas um so in the championship i think this is my fourth year i okay. believe gotcha. i shot flights um the first year i went because i you know, i was still younger i wasn't a 
in the pro division yet um and decided just to do that for my first time there and then the second year i started right you know right after that in the pro division so yeah i wanted to ask i I meant to because you had mentioned you dropped your very first scoring arrow and then in another uh year you dropped on the last day which is worse um first day or last day (laughs) i think the the last day because you know you you have that pressure going into the last day like you do you know for anybody shooting a 900 so that last day probably hurt the most because you know when i dropped my first scoring arrow two years ago i you know i didn't have the pressure but i still added some pressure onto myself because i was like okay i want to clean the next two days so I at least have the, you know, the feeling of cleaning two days in a row. And so that, you know, I kind of put a little pressure on myself, but definitely the last day because you were, I was that close and <laughs> it, you know, it fell off at the end. Almost there type of thing. Yeah. And then how did you feel this year? How did you feel about your performance in, I keep saying shoot downs, but in Vegas, it's a shoot off. <laughs> yeah. How'd you feel about that? Um, I actually surprisingly felt pretty pretty good about it um i i was telling a whole bunch of my friends and uh, family when i got back to the shop how you know it, when i went to kings of archery in november and i shot 900 there made it to the shoot off but there, like it's hard to describe but i was like tunnel vision the whole time i i didn't know my surroundings i didn't you know i feel like i wasn't that present i was just i was you know huh. my mind was going everywhere and I just wasn't focused in this one. I, I liked how we got to go out there, you know, practice underneath, walk out before yeah. we walk out. And I got to look at the whole crowd, you know, get to feel that moment a little bit. And then I kind of just like, I, I could see everything and feel very present in that moment. So when I walked out, I still felt every, you know, normal in a way. I mean, obviously there's the nerves, but yeah. um, I, I actually felt really, really good it felt nice to be there finally so you know that's it was like a a relief almost to yeah you know making it there and saying okay now i've done this let's go shoot a couple more arrows and see what happens did um yeah uh, steve anderson once told me uh after he shot his 900 he was like ah he's like that was the big hurdle he said now tonight uh you know it's all gravy from here (laughs) yeah (laughs) anything can happen yep (laughs) so do you would you consider yourself obviously you shoot outdoor and indoor would you consider yourself more one than the other or do you both equally how how do you see yourself um i see myself as equally i think um i i enjoy outdoor obviously because it's you know during the good you know good weather of the year (laughs) so you get to be outside and shoot 50 meters um I like indoor though because there's no wind, <laughs> you know, at 50 <laughs> meters. So you don't have to worry about that. So there's benefits of both. But I, I like to, I like to do both. So I, I'm not. I mean, I guess it's spots indoor and outdoor. So I guess I consider myself a spot shooter, obviously. Right. But um, but I, you know, I do probably the same amount indoor than as I do outdoor. So I guess I'd be 50-50. Gotcha. So Vegas was a big goal of yours, I imagine getting oh, yeah. to the finals yeah yes i mean I, I have i have goals all the time for every shoot really uh you know i want to do well in every shoot i go to um like reading is a you know the 3d that i 
I do, I guess you can call it 3D because it's mm-hmm. the Mark 3D Nationals. But, um, you know, I everything I go to, I try to – I want I want to always be up there competing with the best guys there. And so, I, you know, I always, always want to be striving for that um, in practice wherever I go. Yeah. So. Um, so last year, as we mentioned, uh, you won the Outdoor Target Championships and the U.S. Open together. Um, and I'm sure that was a goal as well to be the national champion. How, how much time did you put into that effort? I, I put a really good amount of time. Honestly, um, I started doing a little workout regimen to help me, uh, you know, get some strength up and I shot, you know, at least I can't shoot too much, uh, in the summer because I work, um, at our shop up here. So, you know, I try to get at least a hundred arrows in, um, on that, you know, the, uh, 50 meter face. So, um, per day, I, you know, per day. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely try to do it. And if I can get more in, I will. Um, if I'm feeling really good some days, maybe I'll just do the 72. I, I like to get the same amount of arrows if I'm going to be shooting in a competition yeah. so I can have that endurance uh, through that time. And I get to shoot by myself. Um, which is good most times because I get to do my 72 arrows right in a row instead right. of having to take breaks. So it, I think that helps me with even be, you know better endurance for the competitions because the competitions are usually a little bit slower and have a certain pace. So, but yeah, I try to I try to shoot every day if not at least six times a week. So nice. And with that, I definitely I definitely put my time in. So for this coming year, are you planning on shooting all the U-sets? Yeah. Yep. I did this past year, um, and I'm hoping to do them all again. I have it planned out, so I will be. Um, I'm hoping to rank a little higher this year than last year, though. That's for sure. I, I think I'm currently in ninth, so I'd like to do a little bit better. I had some bad... Uh, Bad shoots, Arizona Cup, obviously, the first one of the year. I was definitely not ready for that one. But um, hopefully this year I'll be a little bit more ready so I can drop that score. So that's coming up here in a couple weeks, April 4th and 5th, that weekend yep. there. And you're in New York. So how, have you – well, we're, we've got NFA right now, but have you been doing any 50-meter outdoors? I have not. I have been just focused on indoor nationals. Um, I only have – I'm trying different bows right now. Actually, I've, I've been shooting 37. I received a 40 to try. Um, so I'm, I've been shooting that the last uh, week and a half or so now. This is um, Hoyt. Um, You're a Hoyt shooter. Yep, yeah. Yep. The Invicta 40. So I, uh, I really am enjoying the 40 right now. So I think I might shoot it for indoor nationals, but with only having one of each, it's hard to set up another bow for outdoor gotcha. without having my second one. So I got to figure out what one I'm going to go with and then you know go from there and it's definitely hard because you know march we're in march now and we can have you know 60 degree weather and then have two feet of snow in, in another week so yeah. it, we always have that mixed weather so it's hard to really prepare for april shoots but you know you got to do what you got to do so hopefully i can get some practice in or maybe i'll I uh, head out maybe a little early to Arizona and shoot there a day early or so. But. It, 
is it the, uh, do you shoot the USATs like would you like to get on the US team to go to the World Cups is that oh, a, yeah. a goal of that's yours that's a goal okay yep. Gotcha. yep that's the goal that's that's probably one of my biggest goals right now um, I'd really like to make the team so I could you know travel and you know hopefully keep this archery career going yeah what is it that you like about the the 50 meter outdoor shooting we see uh, you know there's a lot of the a certain group of pros that we see at those events but then it's like a bigger group come to the indoor events and it's like a same size group but different pros that we see at the 3ds so it seems like there's a, a core group of people that go to those 50 meters but what do you like about it i like you know one thing i don't like is definitely the wind but at the same point, I like that dot, and I know I'm aiming at something, and if I can hit that multiple times in a row, that, like, I feel good about that. You know, not having to, you know, on a 3D target, um, you have to guess where, you know, you obviously can look through your binoculars, but, it's, you know, you're not certain exactly where to aim um, unless you know the targets really, really well. And so I just like the sense of, you know, being able to aim at that spot and hit it and put another arrow next to it and then another arrow and hopefully do that over and over again. And if I can, you know, get really close to that 720 mark that, you know, there's always that goal to get that mark. You know, nobody's done it yet. So yeah. it just, I like that, you know, satisfaction for, you know, hitting that spot. Right. And just like indoor, obviously, and it's closer, but the, obviously it's smaller. So it just being able to hit that spot over and over again um hopefully it feels really good it's been growing a little bit i know last year was up for usa archery at the usats and i i just think i guess same thing i like 3d but i like that standing there in the same spot and having something to aim at and it's a lot of arrows too uh was it scott starnes always said hey i come out here i know i'm going to shoot my bow a lot and that's what i like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, me too. I, the, like nobody does field that much anymore, but that's another one I I yes. really enjoy because um, it's a whole bunch of arrows, and it shows that that archer that wins has to be that you know that consistent over three days to get that victory. And you know it can change. You know leadership leaders can change in the first two days, usually last day with the animal round. Yeah, it doesn't change very often, but you know. If you're close after the first two, that last day is pretty competitive, and uh, you know it, it's fun. I like you know we shoot. Oh man, what is it? A whole bunch of arrows. I, mean, I, I can't even do the math right now, but it's a bunch of arrows, and that's I why I'm twenty. I think for the for the field hunter round before you get to the animals, I think it's hundred and twenty. Yeah, it's, I think, it's a pile. Yeah, one, <laughs> I think it's one twelve and one twelve maybe. If I remember correct. I, we only shoot one a year, so it's hard to remember sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, field, that's my favorite, too. I just love that. That's, yeah. you know, different shots, different distances, different looks. Yeah. Um, um, so, tell me about, now, your family's well-known in the archery industry. Your dad, Mike, is a coach for the red team, and all that comes out of your shop. Tell me about your shop, what it is, what you guys do there, um, and, and how it's in, ingrained in the target archery community. Well, we, uh, it's just a small shop. Um, you know, nothing crazy. We got, 
you know, a range, 30 yard range inside. Uh, we have, you know, full retail shop. Um, What's the name of it? Uh, Heritage Outdoor Sports. And it's in located in? In Phelps, New York. Gotcha. Right in my, home, my hometown. So I've grown up here. We have the shop right next to the house. I've been here for 25 years. And, you know, so it's been ingrained into me to just uh, always be shooting and be working in the shop. So um, we have also about 17 acres of property right behind the house that we have 3D targets set up. We have, um, you know, 50 and 70 meter um, field now that we just got done uh, last year. Uh, we actually had somebody come in and, you know, level it out and nice. you know, make it nice and smooth. So we have that. We have actually, you know, we a lot of our people actually shoot 3D. Um, I actually grew up shooting 3D um, uh, from probably 12 to 18. And then I decided to get into the, you know, USAT game. Yeah. So, but a lot of our guys do the 3D travel to IBOs because IBOs, you know, up yep. in the Northeast a lot more than ASA. So, sure. um, but yeah, we have some people that travel down ASAs. Uh, but yeah, we, we try to push people into tournament archery because we enjoy it so much. You know, we want them to know that there's other, you know, another sport out there that is open to anybody. It doesn't have to right. be certain people. And like, we have a big kids program and we try to get them involved in it. We have a, our school that's really close to us. So we, you know, get kids from there. We've had, you know, I've known some kids since they were five years old. Now they're 15. So it's like, it's kind of weird, you know, but it's nice to watch them grow into archery and enjoy it as much as me and my father do. So, yeah. um, it, you know, we, we do actually, you know, hunter education courses, all that stuff. We we're a whole blown. This is right. My dad has loved this so much that he has built it by himself. Um, and now that I'm old enough to help, you know, I, you know, we're doing it together and it's, it's really fun. And that's what you're doing full time. In addition to archery, you're helping yep. run the shop and the business there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I just, and I, so I travel and just do that. So it's good life. And so you're where you're from is sort of like where we're from here in Lancaster in that I'm sure most of your business is hunters, but yep. how, what do you do to try to get folks like that interested in target archery? I'm sure you got leagues, things like that. Yep. Yeah, we do the leagues. Um, and that's like the biggest thing for us, um, especially in the winter though, we have a, an, a paper animal league and it's uh. you know, somewhat tournament like, but, um, you know, they, we have a whole bunch of hunters that do it. Literally everybody that is in that league is just, uh, you know, just a hunter. He hasn't really shot much of any tournaments besides we put some on, you know, local ones on yeah. for fun. Um, and they do those, but yeah, it's, we try to get those guys to do the leagues because it also makes them better. Um, right. a lot of the hunters around us and a lot of hunters in America really are all over the world. Really. They only practice maybe a, you know, handful of times before hunting season. And we, we want those, you know, hunters to come in and know their equipment, shoot, and get better so when it comes up to hunting season them they'll be shooting a lot more during the year than if they just were going out to hunt you know a month before right right so as, as part of your shop i'm guessing you in addition to the hunting you probably also carry all the target gear so you can get those people set up yep yeah and with us shooting tournaments and a lot of our kids shooting tournaments we have 
pretty much everything to show people to, um, so they can try it if they want. You know, we have some old equipment of ours that we let, you know, kids borrow to try out, you know, nice. you know, yeah. So we do do it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, tell me about your dad coaching. Cause he's certainly been around the sport for a while. What's he involved with now? And, uh, Oh man, I don't, I can't <laughs> even keep track, honestly. Uh, he, you know, we got our own program. He's with the red team now. Um, he got his level four, uh, USA level four oh, okay. coaching status. I think it was last year. I think he went out to California and did that. Um, he gotcha. does some S3DA. Um, he, he has done NASP. Uh, he's done, he's done it all. And, you know, before all of the USAP, before I got into it, he was still coaching obviously, but you know, once he saw what is out there and what, you know, you know, what kids are open, you know, can be open to, he started doing that so he could get more kids to, you know, go through all of that. And, you know, cause that opens up the colleges. You can go shoot. There's not a lot of colleges nowadays, right. but you know, hopefully that grows so kids can have something else to go to school for. And instead of just basketball, football and all those, you know, sports. Yeah. Um, so it really opened his eyes and that he's really latched onto that and tries to push that a lot now. How, how important is it, do you think for the, you know, the, the small pro shop owner to, to do things like that and to promote target archery, obviously hunting is what brings a lot of people to your door, but how important is it for you to be able to stay alive, to push the target archery end of things? Yeah. I mean, it's very important because hunting is only so many months out of the year and tournament archery is any time of the year. You can literally do it whenever you want. Um, there's tournaments from January all the way to December. So uh, it's very important, I think, and just to grow the sport in general, um, you know, there's all these, you know, political things about hunting and, you know, that, you know, we don't need to get into, but, you know, it's just, it's not, you know, it's not looking good sometimes for, you know, us. And so right. having that tournament side where it's actually still a very, very safe sport, um, you know, you don't have really any big, big issues with archery. So, you know, getting people into that to, you know, keep our sport alive because um, we definitely don't want it to die off. And I, I think the tournament's definitely growing in our area. And, you know, like you said, the USAT's, we're up this year, which I like to see because that, you know, I, the one reason I really like it too is cause it's like, it's like the Olympics for us compound shooters, right. you know, at the world cup, we, we don't have the chance to go to the Olympics because it's not in there. So that, you know, it, it's kind of a, a big goal to be on the world stage and do that. So, you know, trying to get people into that will help all of, all of our sport grow. Cause then even if somebody, doesn't like hunting but they're shooting tournament we've had this happen you know they shoot tournament for a couple of years they shoot some 3d and then they're like yeah i might try hunting yeah which gets you know now now they're in both and, and that, that's great because then same thing there's so many hunters out there that have never experienced tournament that actually might enjoy it because they're competitive yeah. and they want to have fun with their friends and you know so having that back and forth builds both sides of the sport but overall builds the whole sport which we definitely need. And with the kids programs that, you know, are coming, um, you know, around the country, that's very important 
because that is our future. Right. You know, kids are a future of everything and we need more kids to be in there. Um, so everything stays, you know, up. Yeah, I know S3DA is doing really well. And you said, do you guys have your own program or one nearby that you work with? Or, um, Dad is the, I want to say like the, I, I might be just the New York director. I'm not totally sure, so don't quote me on that. But um, so we do some stuff, but there's a whole bunch of other people around us that he, you know, talks to and they have other programs. Gotcha. Uh, like some schools, um you know, some, you know, gym teachers and stuff have it going on in the school and things like that. Um, obviously NASP is big in the schools too, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Here in the Northeast, it seems like we, the, just the, the target archery, I don't know. It seems to be a good area for it. People. Yeah. There, there are a lot of bow hunters. There are a lot of arch. I mean, there's just a lot of people <laughs> to begin with. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, it, it seems like, and, and I know um, when I started shooting target archery 30 some years ago, it was amazing to me. I mean, everybody was a bow hunter and they shot target archery. Now, eh, you know, not necessarily everyone out there is a bow hunter, yeah. uh, which yep. is pretty interesting. Um, so, um, all right, Louis, getting back to the tournament schedule for you this year so you got the nfa indoor nationals you're going to shoot the usats uh i guess you're shooting redding again sounds like oh yeah what else is on your schedule coming up this year um i like to shoot all that nfa stuff too so i'll, I'll shoot oh, okay. the dakota classic first dakota classic and then i'll shoot obviously outdoor nationals which is in darrington this year and i've been there once before and i really enjoyed it so i can't wait to go back there yeah um and then some other stuff maybe. Uh, obviously, if I when I go to the outdoor nationals, I won't be able to go to OPA or you know the Bow Fest. So that right. has a conflict there this year. But hopefully they can switch that for next year, where you know because people are going to have to make that. But you know it's, it happens. So yep. you know I just I really enjoy uh, going to the NFA shoots. Um, so I I'm going to go to that one for shooter of the year. Hopefully I, I'll be in the running still by the end of the year um, to maybe get a hold of that um, and try to get it. So, How many of those um, do you have to shoot to be in the running for it? Um, so you have Reading, uh, Outdoor Nationals, Vegas, Indoor Nationals, and First Dakota. They count all of them. Gotcha. Um, and so they, they count X's now as extra points. They give you podium points. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot, a lot of shoots, but it makes it for a good ending usually. Yeah. And, and now I know I see your dad at a lot of these tournaments does, but I'm guessing he doesn't shoot all the ones you shoot. Um, or does usually he? he does, he does like sometimes, um, he might, if he has kids going to shoots, uh, he might not shoot. You know, the like USATs, for example, we're going to have some kids traveling to those this year. Um, so he he might shoot. He usually does like Gator Cup. He goes with me, shoots that. Um, he shoots Redding usually, even though it's a little difficult for him from walking. But uh, he does that. He does Indoor Nationals. He was going to do Vegas, uh, but like he got sick, so he couldn't do that. But he usually he shoots majority of the ones I go to. Gotcha. If he goes, he usually tries to shoot. You, you know, he still enjoys it. So, now was it a case for you getting started where 
he was going to these tournaments and you just went with him and or he just had bows laying around and you shot in the yard how did you pick it up <laughs> uh he put a bow in my hand when i was you know three or four somewhere around right around there just a little you know the little stick ones and got me shooting when he was going to the ibo's we have a pretty good we call it our archery family around you know at the shop we have a really good group of people yeah. and i've known some people literally since i was three years old and there's this one gentleman brian he would help me while dad was shooting you know go shoot the you know future bow hunters um shoot and then you know i just progressed more and more and never really stopped and i stopped i guess for a little bit um when you know going to college I, first year i didn't shoot much uh, got you know stayed in in it but didn't travel nationally um as much as i did so um, after that after school you know i i really wanted to keep this going i you know you have to go through things to find actually what you want to do and yeah. i've always had the dream of being you know shooting full-time and hopefully i can get to that point um i'm almost you know i'm halfway there i guess i could say i'm you know but still working full-time in the shop um but yeah i just have never really got me into little ones and then he you know worked for some companies and you know so he's always been in the industry for as long as i can remember yeah and so he just kept me in it you know definitely hunting obviously too we've been in a big hunting family all my family hunts so right um that's where you know it really really started but what is it you like about shooting a bow um you know i I like shooting at right now at, at how I'm shooting now. I enjoy going to the competition, seeing everybody, um, you know, meeting new people, especially with me traveling when I went to Netherlands and Luxembourg and, and then Nîmes. Um, I enjoy meeting new people traveling, but shooting a bow, knowing I can, you know, shoot like, and trying to be perfect. Like you might never be perfect, but you can always strive to be, you know, better. And I like, oh, like no matter what, like even when I shot that three down at indoor, you know, at at the shop where you're at, right. And I dropped two on the last end, or two on the last two ends. So I dropped one on each of the last two ends, and that I was more <laughs> mad about that <laughs> than anything. Like even the first day. Because I, I was so close to being just one down, I had a really good streak going. Yeah. And But I like knowing that I can always get better, and there's always some improvements you can always make. And it makes you think more, makes you, you know, get out there and do something instead of, you know, do something that you're, you really want. And the reason I want to is I get, you know, I get to, it's fun. You know, it's, yeah. it's hard, I guess it's hard to, I've never really thought about it this way, so it's hard to really find the words for it like but are you just, one of those guys who if you're if you have a lot of stress in, you know related to something or you're having a bad day you're going to go shoot the bow or do you put the bow down to get away from stress and <laughs> i i guess i do both sometimes uh but <laughs> probably more put the bow down especially if i'm stressed or mad about something and i'm shooting while i'm shooting sometimes my head's thinking about that the whole time so it it's hard to focus on the shooting. And when I'm, if I'm mad and then shooting bad, 
it's double no good it's, it's really bad <laughs> and so i just i just stop and you know go do something else um because it, it yeah it gets it gets bad if i'm shooting bad yeah. I hate, that's one thing i hate definitely the most <laughs> is not shooting the, the way i could shoot so i try not to do it when i'm stressed <laughs> um so in in uh, being a full-time professional archer, what to you does that look like? Would you not be working at the shop at all? What what does I'd that not, look like for you? I'd probably still work at the shop. Um, I, I don't think I could ever really just walk away from it. Um, it's been, we've been open now for 14 years. I think this year would be 14. Gotcha. So, you know, since I was 11, I've been, you know, in the shop, you know, helping out or just hanging out in there. Yeah. So I don't think I could actually walk away, but I would love to uh, travel more um, and just, you know, be be in the industry a little bit more and then work part time, you know, a couple of days a week or whenever my dad would need me to work. And, you know, I like seeing everybody at, at our shop. We have, a, like I said, we have a really good group of people. I enjoy their company, and it'd be hard to even, you know, leave that, leave them and the shop at the same time. So, yeah. um, and obviously, it'd be a place I'd be practicing there anyways too. So, but <laughs> was the was the outdoor national championship? Was that your is that your biggest win so far? Yeah, yeah. Before that, I ended up taking third at our um, at uh, Reading. I think oh, that okay. was two years ago now. That was my biggest. And then, so yeah, Outdoor Nationals was huge for me. It felt really, really good also. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Is, um, and did that open some doors for you? Did you find, you know, some sponsors were calling because you were the, you're the Outdoor National Champion? Um, a few, not too many, honestly. Uh, it just, re it was my contract year, so, um, you know, oh, resigning, good. it helped a little <laughs> bit for sure. Um, yeah, it was good timing. That's, <laughs> that's what's nice. Uh, but yeah, so hopefully, you know, I can keep that going, though, and then maybe more sponsors will, you know, want, want me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Now, you're a Hoyt guy. What is it that you like about the Hoyt bows? Obviously, they work for you. You know, there's... Yeah, there's the feel. Go ahead. I mean, uh, really, the biggest thing for me, even, you know, I want I want it to feel good. I want, you know, there's certain things. And I've, honestly, I've been a Hoyt guy for probably 10-plus years. Uh, when I was little, Dad, you know, he used to work for Hoyt as a rep. So I've shot since probably 10 years old, actually. Yeah, 10 years old, probably, I've shot on shot in a Hoyt. Um, and, the, you know, they have the same... They have certain things that are the same feel. They they, but they do obviously change a lot of things, especially with this Invicta. Um, uh, but yeah, I just, I I don't see a reason to ever really leave. Um, I just really enjoy them. They shoot well for me, and I, you know, once you find something that really works, it's hard to switch. And with you know, I I have pretty good relationship with the guys at Hoyt. I really enjoy enjoy their time, and I'm. You know, I'm grateful for them, you know, to help me out to go travel. Uh, it's it's a big deal. Not not a lot of people 
get this opportunity. So I don't like to take it for granted. And, you know, I, I, uh, I really enjoy them and right. they, they help me out. So which cam are you shooting on the Invicta? Uh, the SVX. Okay. I've shot a spiral style cam probably for the last eight years. I tried the old GTX at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed the, at that time it was a spiral X. So I switched to that and I enjoyed it a lot more and it just seems to, everything used to hold better. Um, you know, there's obviously, uh, more holding weight. So sometimes that helps with people. Sometimes it doesn't, but with me, it seems to help. Um, and I, I just know the bows really well too. So it, I can make it work for me if I need something to tweak. Yeah. You know, I know how to do it. So, right. Okay. Your indoor setup, what's your holding weight? Ooh. Um, I think my 37, um, I do a little bit different uh, strand count on my cables, but so I actually do less than what the factory does. Um, so I actually have, I think around 17 pounds of holding weight, um, right around there. I, I don't know exactly. And then with the 40 I'm using right now, it's still this factory strings. Um, cause I'm waiting for my gas strings to come in. So they, um, make them for me at the 24 strand count. And I, uh, that one should be right around the same, I would imagine. Yeah. But right now it's more because, uh, it's probably 59 pounds. Right. And 65%. So, uh, I'm holding a little bit more, but it's aiming really well. So I might even try just maybe that strand count. Gotcha. It's shooting really well right now. So, and you primarily shoot a hinge, I believe. Yep, I shoot the True Ball. Okay. Um, Fulcrum Flex. So that holding weight and that setup works for your shot yeah. process there. Yep, and um, I I've shot that really probably three years now, and it's hard to put it down. I've yeah. tried some other True Balls, and it just I've tried the Go. I've tried. Um, the HBC, you know, and I just, the fulcrum seems to, it fits my hand nice. It, you know, how it's swept back and, you know, you can change it obviously too, but I like it right in the normal setting, you know, how it comes right. from the factory and it just feels so nice. So last year at Outdoor Nationals, you had, I mean, the wind was kind of crazy by the time yeah. you guys shot your gold medal match and you had mentioned you had thought about bringing out the button. So I guess if it's windy you will switch to a trigger <laughs> yeah sometimes um with that wind so i have a bad habit when i get a button in my hand if i punch it once i'm gonna punch it again and again and it gets worse and worse usually so i tried it in practice before we walked out for the gold medal match and i was like no way i can't do this i'm just gonna i'm just gonna fight through the wind and i'm gonna just hope it hits the freaking the target <laughs> really because i you know i uh shot off against jimmy lutz in it was a one arrow closest to center in socal and we had a huge gust of wind come through <sighs> i ended up shooting uh five and he ended up shooting a six and he only beat me by like an inch inch and a half closest to center no we both were yeah it was it was the most bizarre one arrow shoot off <laughs> I've ever seen. That's for sure. So I just, and that was with the hinge. And so, you know, it could be bad, but it also, 
if I just focus on aiming and keeping it there, it could be good too. And it worked out fine that time. So um, I don't know if I ever really switch, unless it's really bad where I can't stay on a target at all. Yeah. But because um, I've heard some stories from, you know, Decatur, some of the old nationals where it's been really bad. So, so uh, but yeah. So that was a one hour shoot off where they had to say, hey, we need a yardstick you got to bring out here so we can measure this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. <laughs> All right, Louie. Well, thanks a lot for joining us today. We certainly appreciate your time, and we wish you the best of luck here at NFA Nationals coming right up and with the rest of your outdoor season. Well, thank you for having me on. Um, appreciate the time and uh, the talk. All right, folks, thank you for joining us. This was another episode of the Competition Archery Media Podcast. You can find our podcast wherever you find all of your favorite podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm.